It's the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Let's make this episode dynamite. What it do, Dynasty dudes? We are back with the next episode of the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Um, so we just went past a giant milestone in this Dynasty League, and that is the startup draft. Uh, last about three or four days. Uh, I know there was a lot of badgering involved. Um, by myself mainly, but you know what? I apologize for nothing. Uh, despite a four-hour limit that wasn't meant to be taken that way, it was supposed to help out those with night shifts in, in other countries. Um, I do not apologize for pushing people, because if I didn't, we might still be drafting to this day. Um, so, what we have now coming up, uh, we will be now looking. I say we, myself, will now be talking about some of your team, your, some of your team picks. Uh, now, Brad, as y'all know, uh, fantasy football, Brad did his own top uh, twelve pick analysis. I am not going to go in that depth. I don't think you need to hear it coming from two people, even though some of our views may be different. Uh, however, I do want to make sure I'm going to uh, give you some insight from my end, maybe something to counteract. Uh, Brad, I could be agreeing with him. It could be com- completely the other way, uh, but I'm not going to go through 12 picks. I'm going to go and do um, my favorite pick, my least favorite pick, and then I'm going to do, I'm doing what's called a bargain bin treasure, and that's basically I'm picking someone who could be a value that was picked from round 15 on. Um, I'll give a little reasoning, but I'm not going to do full on analysis. Uh, not something I typically do. Uh, like I do in the other other podcasts, which is give a little more numbers. Uh, this because because Dynasty has a little more of a narrative uh, feel about it. Situations matter. Uh, you're guessing about what could possibly happen. People's ages come into play. Crap like that. So um, I'm going to be more on the narrative side than the money than the uh, number side. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I want to get going so we can uh be able to make sure you're not listening to this thing for way too long than you than you want to to wait to to get to your uh team so i'm gonna go in order um so with my first team i'm gonna look at is the one who owned the number one pick uh ian uh so uh with my favorite pick of ian's team uh was mark andrews and round three so many experts see see him as the top dynasty tight end uh, due to Kelsey's age. Uh, he got him in the end of the third round, um, which was not really expected. Uh, I thought he might go further. And in fact, I passed on him. Uh, pro- probably, uh, I don't know if that's going to bite me in the ass, but uh, uh, Lamar was just way too good to, to pass up. But uh, before Lamar went down last year, uh, he was in top 12 of scoring of wide receivers. Remember, he is a tight end. Of wide receivers, he was a top 12 scorer uh, before Lamar went down. And, of course, I feel like they shut down the season once Lamar wanted to get paid. So uh, so I expect a huge bounce back. I expect different OCs to be more pass-heavy. So I, I expect Andrews to eat. So uh, great pick. Like I said, he's relatively young, still seen as a top – the top – tight end in dynasty mainly due to travis kelsey's age uh now my least favorite pick um and this is kind of counteracts uh um point 
and I, I will note before I get started, uh, I am a little under the weather. Uh, unfortunately, my uh, my ironclad immune system that I had a reputation at, or that I was proud of got taken down by a nine-month-old. But I'm on the mend. Hopefully, I can get through this, but I might have a couple of coughing spills uh, or uh, something like that. But <clears throat> my least favorite pick in the 11th round, Brad actually was very happy with this pick. I do, I do not see it. It's Tajay Spears. And I know he's a guy from Tulane. Local guy, awesome, um, but he is a rookie behind Derrick Henry. Yes, he may get passing down work. Yes, Derrick Henry is about to be thirty. But if there's a one person who can go past that dreaded thirty-year-old uh, 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 cliff for running backs, it's Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry, I completely see as someone who you're going to get a little bit lo- longer of a tread than uh, than others because he's just uh, not the same type of human he's built differently on top of that the man doesn't have acls like i uh, last time i checked you need that to be in the nfl uh yes he ran really really well uh you know while in uh you know the the in college but i mean you're playing with the big boys now like you need acls i guess there's nothing to really tear if there's nothing there but your your, your knees are basically going out like we're we're talking like hyper todd Gurley knees like arthritis all that is going to hit sooner so i expect only like a career of tajay spears of three or four years which derrick henry should still be in the league in my opinion uh so it wasn't my favorite pick at the at uh the 11th round i felt there was other other people there my bargain bin treasure is uh terrence marshall jr uh maybe a homer pick because he's from lsu but he's in line for a possible uh year three boost uh, and he was producing a little bit more at the end of last season. Uh, of course, you got to take every training cap news with a grain of salt, but things are coming out very well uh, for Mr. Marshall, uh, TMJ. Uh, and that wide receiver room is wide open. Um, I, you're going to see a trend with the Panthers wide receivers in, in this review, but that's because it's all up in the air. But Terrence Marshall Jr. has a, a chance to take lead, become Bryce Young's number one, if he can make that big year three step that so many wide receivers have done. Next, we have the one who made the the big move of getting out of the second pick. And not many people would have expected, but he had a strategy and he, he succeeded and he got some future assets for it. Um, my favorite pick for Oscar was in round nine, uh, Mingo. Uh, so again, Panthers wide receiver. He needed youth at that point. He went veterans down the line, it seemed. Uh, besides, you know, like Jalen Hurts, but like it was veterans down the line. So he needed youth to make sure he can see the next year. And that wide receiver room is completely open for the taking. And Mingo could easily become Young's wide receiver one. I'm not a huge fan of Mingo. He did not have a lot of uh, production in college, but I mean, they draft him high for a reason, you know, and Oscar needed youth. So that, that's the reason why I like that pick because how his draft was going. And then uh, a little hate for LSU. Uh, least favorite pick was OBJ in the 11th. Uh, he's coming off an injury. He's now on a run. He, you know, before it was a run first team. However, you know, they're supposed to open it up with mocking. But uh, I mean, I believe it when I see it uh, because uh, Harbaugh's still there and he wants to run the ball. Uh, but also because who was still on the board? Uh, I, we don't know how much juice is left with uh, OBJ. You know, two ACL tears. You know, he's. He hasn't played in, I don't know, a, over a year. Uh, other wide receivers that I, I liked 
better at that spot that were still available. Brandon Cooks, who is just criminally underrated despite being 30. OBJ is old too, so that you can't use that argument. Alan Lazard, he's a uh, Aaron Rodgers' butt buddy who got him to go to New York with him. They, they already have that rapport. I expect uh, some, some fireworks there, mainly in the end zone. And then Romeo Dobbs, uh, you know, he's young. He got a lot of targets last year. Yes, it's Jordan Love, but at least you have that upside of Romeo Dobbs, and he's going to be there for a while. You don't know how long you're going to have OBJ. Then you have MVS as my bargain bin uh, treasure. So <clears throat> he was starting to get rapport with Mahomes, who is the best quarterback in the league at the end of last season. Uh, also, he's the highest paid wide receiver on the team. So he's going to demand targets. Um, and, you know, you have a bunch of, one-year, two-year players, some some rookies. You got basically it's Travis Kelsey and no one else. So MBS is your your, your veteran. Um, he's got the long ball, and basically uh, he hasn't really lost that much of a step. Uh, so he's going to get targets still. Kansas City still slings the ball around a lot, like to different receivers. But I mean, when you, you have Mahomes as a quarterback you kind of want his weapons. Uh, so I, it's a good flyer at the end that could bring value to his team. Next we have Brad. <clears throat> now, Brad gave me a very nice score. <clears throat> I appreciate that. And I don't know how much that, that's going to go to my head, <clears throat> but you know, <clears throat> he's going to get the same treatment. So my favorite pick of his was the one that he actually sniped for me. And that was a uh, Laporta out of the 10th. Camp News is he's the best rookie coming out of Lions camp. And that's, a, that's the same camp that has Jameer Gibbs. He has no vet tight end to compete with. And Goff was uh, peppering Hawkinson with targets. So, you know, he and he just walks right into those targets. Uh, so not in a lot of competition. He has high draft capital. You know, he's a rookie where, yes, I know rookie tight ends take a while to come on board. But I think that might be – I think he's the exception to the rule. And he did draft other tight ends, so he, he has time to wait a year for Laporta. But I really wanted him. Um, I thought I could get him because he had so many rookies as it is. But you know what? He added one more. And he, he got me back after a couple of snipes from me. Uh, then we have Kadarius Tony, Kansas City Chief. I just talked about Mahomes, how he spreads the ball around. Yes, he's dynamic. However, he's injured a whole lot. He doesn't have the like body type to withstand a lot of damage, as as proven. And honestly, if you've seen him lately on, on Twitter, like he's a kind of an offseason distraction. You know, I don't know how long Andy Reid's going to take that. Uh, and especially if he gets injured, it's like, hey, we didn't, we gave you what, like, we gave up like a third round pick for you. Uh, from the Giants uh, to the Giants, and we don't really need need you cut bait. But you know, I could be wrong. It's just he spreads the ball around. Tony gets injured a lot. He's going to have your high <coughs> your high um, picks. I mean, your your high upside games. But in the eighth round, there were other options. Uh, but you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just don't really like Kadarius Tony. And plus, he he does look like a demon. Has a uh, Brad pointed out if you see some of the photos. Um, bargain bin treasure is Jelani Woods. Um, he's an athletic freak. Uh, tight ends typically are the friend of rookie quarterbacks. Uh, so being athletic freak as a tight end, 
there's major tough touchdown upside. Um, you know, it's more of the physical aspects of Jelani Woods more more so than production. Yes, he he got some touchdowns last year, but not really a lot of targets. But totally different quarterback, and he could be a matchup nightmare. It's a good dart throw for tight ends, which are typically a wasteland if you don't have the top top two and you're kind of playing catch up and and trying to find the best matchup. So it's a good dart throw. Um, there there is possibility. Then you have me. Um, and I'm not going to talk about my own team. Uh, it's only fair to have somebody else talk about it. Uh, so we've already heard Brad about his opinion, so I'm not going to go to him. Um, I actually went to the co-host of our other pod, Dude Saying Stuff, which is uh, a podcast about our redraft league that some of y'all are in. And I wanted to uh, get his take on favorite, least favorite, and uh, bargain bins. So uh, without further ado, um, here we go. Hey everyone, it's the Dom here doing a quick review of Mikey B's allergic to poison picks in our 2023 inaugural season of the Dynamo Dynasty League. Our commissioner and podcast host, Mr. Mikey B, did a hell of a job throughout the draft, so it's hard to critique anything that he did. Uh, If you don't believe me, just ask Brad. He gave him the highest grade of anyone in the league. Uh, But first off, I'd like to talk about my favorite pick of his, and it was when he traded up pre-draft to move to the number two spot where he selected Jamar Chase. I don't need to say much more than that. He's elite. Jamar and Justin Jefferson, both LSU Tigers, arguably the top two guys in all of Dynasty. And he did what he had to do to get one of those guys on his team. And he's obviously competing now to win a championship. Now, a small critique and my least favorite pick that he did was another trade-up that he did actually during the draft. He traded up from the 13th to the 12th round to draft Jacoby Myers. Not much to say about Jacoby Myers. Again, it's a small critique, but trading up for someone of that uh, caliber, I know is late in the draft, but if I have a least favorite pick, it's got to be that one. And overall, my final note here for the bargain bin treasure on a 15-round or later pick, I'm going to go with uh, Brock Purdy and Derek Carr. It's a two-for-one here. He got him in the 15th and 16th round, two starting quarterbacks, Brock Purdy being the starting quarterback of a highly talented offense, and Derek Carr as well, picking up two QBs very late in the draft. Even though he has Lamar Jackson as his number one, who knows how much he has left in the tank, he secured uh, his QB position by grabbing these guys late in the draft. Well done, Mikey B. Look forward to competing with you and everyone else in this league this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, Dom. Um, You know, uh, I'll take your criticism and uh, hold it deep in my heart. Uh, And also your praise. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good to hear. Uh, I uh, appreciate the feedback and and we'll keep moving forward. So next we have Daniel. Daniel had the uh, fifth pick. Uh, My favorite pick of his was Alave. Um, he had an awesome rookie campaign and that was with Andy Dalton as quarterback. So you get an upgraded quarterback to, even though some people do not like Derek Carr, um, he's still an update upgrade over, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, and Andy Dalton, uh, not Andy, uh, Derek Carr has supported a top tier pass catcher throughout his career. Darren Waller, Amari Cooper had, had flashes, um, <clears throat> Devonte Adams last year. So he's, 
supported top tier pass catchers. And I, I Michael Thomas could have lost a step. You know, he's going to build off that awesome rookie campaign. So I, I like the pick. I like the youth that he went with second when there were other more <coughs> uh, proven veterans that he could have went with. But you know what? You know, he, he kind of he kind of went the other direction with the rest uh, with a big chunk of his draft, which I'm I'm going to lean towards, uh, which is my least favorite pick was Keenan Allen in the sixth. So he's 31 years old. They just drafted a wide receiver um, in the first round. Uh, you took him in the sixth round where there were definitely more younger, more upside options available. Yes, Keenan Allen has been awesome, but, in the sixth round, remember you're still playing dynasty, and you do you play to win to win the game. I do understand that, uh, you know, every year. However, I see him dipping every year, so you're you're getting him on the downside, uh, and you got Mike Williams who's on on the upside, um, even though he's off injured. And then they they just drafted Johnston, and then you have Eckler who's who's in the pass catcher, and ever gets gets looks. So, I just think there were other options than Keenan Allen. Um, I like Keenan Allen. I've been a Keenan Allen a truther for a long time. I always like him on my redraft. However, I think in Dynasty, I think it got, got him a little too high. Uh, so that that's kind of my least favorite pick on da- from Daniel. Um, bargain bin treasure, he went youth. Um, and that is A.T. Perry with the Saints. So I picked two Saints players that he drafted. Um, and I'm not typically a homer, but I, I do like A.T. Perry. He, the re- only reason he fell in the NFL draft was due to character concerns um, and had a third-round grade coming into the draft. <clears throat> the Saints wide receiver room needs an X receiver. This guy is that type of receiver, so he could jump right in. Uh, I see, you know, Shahid could could as well. I like Shahid. Um, dude is electric, but A.T. Perry has that length. Uh, which I don't think Shahid does. Um, so A.T. Perry, great dart throw near the end of the draft, and plus he can go in your taxi squad and see if that actually develops. At number six, we have Colt. Um, you know, he was smack dab in the middle of the draft. Not the best best spot to be, in my opinion. You got to wait same si- same time. No quick succession of picks, but... <clears throat> Next, first, I'm going to talk about my favorite pick, which is uh, Christian Watson. Let me take a sip of my nice cold beverage first. Ah, all right. Christian Watson, elite touchdown efficiency last year. Like, yes, he started off injured, but when he came on, he came on super hot. It was very Tyreek-esque. Take any ball to the house. Um, and some of those balls were from Jordan Love. I remember watching that game where Jordan Love came in. Um, in relief, and he, he, he got a touchdown to uh, to Watson. Um, next is the quarterback, least favorite. In the eighth, you pick Tua. Yes, he has two amazing receivers, two amazing weapons. Um, however, he is one strong gust of wind away from another concussion that will end his career. Like, it's uh. Uh, it's not pretty. So, yes, you could draft for upside, but uh, too much risk in the eighth round. Uh, next bargain bin, I'm going to go with uh, Gus Edwards. <clears throat> I think Harbaugh is still going to want to run the ball. 
easily could be an R, uh, running back one for that team. If J.K. Dobbins' knee issues come back like they have year after year after year. So a running back two, that could easily be a running back one. Got him late. He's going to get playing time. They're going to split carries between him and Dobbins. So great, great um, value there for someone who could be in your flex. Now, before we move on to the second part, uh, second uh, part of the reviews, I would like to uh, hear from a word from our sponsors. So um, uh, enjoy. Did you take part in the Dynamo Dynasty League startup draft between July 8th, 2023 through July 11th, 2023? Did you draft near, before, or after Dom Myero? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. Call 1-800-DIDDLING-DOM. That's 1-800-DIDDLING-DOM to see if you qualify. Again, if you experienced anxiety, loss of patience, mild annoyance as a result of drafting near, before, or after Dom Myero, please call now. That's 1-800-DIDDLING-DOM. 1-800-DIDDLING-DOM. Call now. And we're back. Thank you for a word from our sponsors. Gave me some time to get a, also a cough lozenge. Uh, uh, hopefully that uh, helps with the throat, but unlikely. I apologize for the coughing. But... We must move forward, and I didn't want y'all to wait too much longer for a pod. Um, so next we have Team 7, Mike Dickinson. So my favorite pick uh, for Mike is uh, one that just fell into his lap, and that is Jalen Waddle in the second round. I usually don't like to go with these with the very high picks because they're all typically really good, but... There's no reason why Jalen Waddle should have fell. None whatsoever. Um, not this far in the draft. He catches everything. And as a reminder, we are in a PPR league. Um, so he, he's still really young, too. So that that is my favorite pick. A little jealous that, you know, he can come a little bit farther in a second. And I could take him over Devontae, but I really like Devontae uh, Smith anyway. But Waddle, a great pick in the second round. Should have never even been there to start off. First pick, uh, you should you should saw this, this one coming a mile away. Dickinson, um, Trey Lance in the thirteenth round. Uh, he is the QB three for the team uh, for San Francisco. You draft him in the middle of the draft. Uh, uh, enough said. So, I I will be sitting here patiently uh, for your trade offer for the real starter in Brock Purdy. So uh, then we have Zach Ertz as my bargain bin treasure. Uh, he was the tight end four, and I know, you know, Kyler's not gonna uh, be there most likely in the beginning of the season. However, you know, tight ends are safety blankets. He was the tight end uh, four last year before the injury. It's a great dart throw. Trey McBride is there. However, Ertz is the the vet. You know, he still could have some uh, gas left in the tank. And you know, like I said, he's a dime a dozen when it comes to. Uh, uh, tight ends uh, in fantasy. So now, now we have Ollie. Um, he was abroad. Uh, he he uh, did what he could. 
Um, unfortunately, our efficiency kind of hurt him in the middle of the draft because he only set his queue for uh, probably a couple of rounds, and we probably went like five or six at more. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm not going to fault him for those. Uh, so I tried to pick a round to where I knew he actually picked. Um, so first pick was, uh, my favorite pick was Christian Kirk, seventh round. He showed an instant connection with uh, Trevor Lawrence. He finished as a, a wide receiver one, I believe, last year. Uh, Ridley is the new the new guy in town. He's coming in after two years without football. That rapport with um, Trevor Lawrence is not just going to go away. Uh, Kirk is going to keep that connection, and he's going to be in the slot. He has that top 12 upside potential. He has showed that already in the past. He has a lot of uh, weapons in Jacksonville, but when you get paid that much money, uh, you're going to demand targets as well. Then in the 14th round, I wasn't too much of a fan of Michael Gallup in the 14th. Cowboys traded for Cooks because Gallup could not cement that that job as CD's counterpart. Uh, I, I liked other wide receivers at, at that spot that were available, such as DGA Chark and Romeo Dobbs. Uh, bargain bin uh, was Paris Campbell. He showed some PPR flashes in Indy. Uh, it's a wide-open wide, wide, wide receiver-room outside of Darren Waller at tight end. So if he still you know, can stay healthy, Paris Campbell has speed and can get those small dump-off passes uh, you know, little slants and get just racked up catches, which is awesome in PPR. Now we have Ollie, uh, not Ollie. I'm sorry, Adam. So Adam uh, was in I was a uh, the ninth spot, and he went uh, with my favorite pick in the fifth round, T.J. Hawkinson. Killer value for a 26 year old tight end who was a target monster, and he's on a pass-happy team. Like, that's not going to change with Addison coming in town. They're going to still throw the ball a lot, and Hawkinson is one of Cousins' favorite targets. So, it's a, and I believe it's a contract year. So, I expect uh, big things from Hawkinson. Definitely should have gone above other tight ends that went in front of him. Uh, Ayuk was my least favorite pick. Um, I know... You know, he's he's done okay. Um, I just think there's so many better options than Ayuk in that fourth round. I, I Ayuk is like the third or fourth option on a run-first team in San Francisco. So I wasn't a huge fan of Ayuk in the fourth. There were so many other options I would have rather have. Shakir, Shakir um, out of Buffalo, uh, was my bargain bin. Uh, I, Isaiah McKenzie is out of Buffalo, no new wide receivers in Buffalo uh, outside of like Dalton Kincaid and uh, Cade and at tight end who Adam also drafted, but he should get a opportunity to get into the slot uh, and possibly get those like old cold Beasley numbers that were uh, pretty awesome in PPR a few years back. So good dart throw um, without a doubt. The 10 spot, we got Dom. I was eyeing Antonio Gibson so hard um i was hoping he would follow me his adp was low compared to other running backs that were still on the board he's 24 years old there's not much tread on the tires for this running back because he played wide receiver in college <clears throat> he has home run upside basically fumbles is the only thing that hurt him he's in a contract year so you know he's going to be motivated he could easily start over uh brian robinson 
or even become the starter of a new team next year. And if you, even if not, he could jump right into the uh, J.D. McKissick role, who's going to get a ton of targets. Um, and, you know, uh, again, we're in a PPR league. So those type of uh, running backs have awesome value. Least favorite, Swift. Um, DeAndre Swift uh, with the Eagles now. Uh, Rashad Penny signed there. He is a smaller back than he's often injured. Um, Swift is. Uh, goal line will obviously be taken by Jalen Hurts. You know, the run game will be a rotation. Um, and even if you say, oh, will he get the targets? Well, he'll get targets behind A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard. And Hurts typically runs the ball before he's going to his fourth read. So I wasn't a huge fan as him being your running back one. Now we have uh, my bargain bin treasure, and this is basically completely contingent on uh, the offseason, as with most of these. And that's Jeff Wilson Jr. So as long as Dalvin doesn't go uh, into Miami, he could become the possible starter for a Miami backfield whose competition is Oldney's uh, Raheem Mostert, um, and the rookie a chain is, I believe, more of a Terrence Sproles type of running back, smaller in stature and kind of your home run hitter. Um, he'll break one. He'll only get a handful of opportunities, and this is a heavy run team. So Jeff Wilson Jr., possible starter that late in the draft for a run-friendly team. So slam dunk there as long as Dalvin doesn't ruin that for you. Because... Uh, second to last in uh, the draft order, uh, I loved his fifth round pick in Miles Sanders. I was eyeing him that round. I literally wanted him to drop, and he <clears throat> you you took him over a lot of other running backs who were ab- above him in ADP. So I was really really hoping he'd fall down uh, to me. Uh, wasn't the case. You saw the potential there. He's going, Carolina is going to protect their rookie quarterback by rushing the ball on a team that already rushed the crap load last year. Uh, This is the team that revitalized Dante Foreman's career. And Miles Sanders is more explosive than he is. We're we're looking at volume, 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 like top five utilization. And they're even talking about having him catch the ball more. So amazing pick in the fifth round. I love that pick. He's young. Young, young, youngish, I should say, but 26. My, my another uh, a pick that I wasn't a fan of, though, was Michael Pittman. I loved Michael Pittman last year I, uh, and the year before. A huge, huge Michael Pittman fan. However, new quarterback, rookie quarterback who's more of a rusher than a thrower. There were other wide receivers like Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, and Traylon Burks who were also available at that position that I liked a little bit more than Pittman. Pittman got targeted a whole bunch. Yes, it was Matt Ryan, but um, Richardson's going to throw less than Matt Ryan did. But all those targets, and Pittman still didn't crack 1,000 yards. So it wasn't pretty. Now, uh, the bargain bin was uh, Taysom Hill, and that's mainly because he's a cheat code at tight end. So if you see him being utilized more as the rusher or a quarterback. Plotting him in the tight end is kind of a cheat code when he gets those type of opportunities. So good dart throw. 
he's older, I understand, but at the end of the draft, I mean, we're not expecting to keep most of those players, but so Taysom Hill is a win-now move. So I think it was definitely worth a pick, uh, without a doubt. And finally, we're up the rear, we're going to go with Andy. Uh, again, I don't like going really high on the picks I like. However, again, C.D. Lamb should have not have fe- should not have fallen to the twelfth pick at all. He's seen by many experts to be a top five dynasty asset, and that's asset as in every single position, not just wide receiver. And somehow he dropped to the twelfth pick. Unbelievable value. I mean. There's nothing more I can say there. Uh, should have never gone that gone there, <clears throat> gone that far. Then we have uh, my least favorite pick was Alvin Kamara. So even though he pleaded on co- no contest and we'll get a <clears throat> smaller suspension most likely, it's still incoming. He's 27 years old, and because of that, I believe his draft price would have gone down. Uh, and I know when you're at the end of the draft, you need to reach for your guys, but I think that was too far of a reach um, in the fourth, without a doubt. I mean, like I said, someone like Miles Sanders was available, and uh, you know uh, there, there were just other weapons there. I think Madison was available, I believe. Um, so Rashad White. Uh, so yeah, I, I just was not a fan of someone that you probably get at least two rounds later when it came back around, but I think uh, you you went and got your guy. It's admirable, but uh, just not a fan of, of him in the fourth round. And then <clears throat> at the last part, uh, the bargain bin is DJ Chark. Uh, he was once a Pro Bowl wide receiver in Jacksonville. He gets to compete in a wide open wide receiver room with a 56 year old Adam Thielen, and is still developing Terrence Marshall Jr. and a rookie Mingo who didn't do a lot in college. So to me, he's the best wide receiver in that room right now athletically so i think he can win that win that uh uh wide receiver one spot so awesome pick near the end of the draft so uh you know uh and yes he's an lsu guy i'll i'll close it with an lsu guy so with that being said um i'm not going to talk too much more because as you can tell my throat's not being kind to me and uh i don't want to give y'all too much poor quality uh commentary and hearing me coughing but like i said i didn't want you to wait too too long for a pod um if you don't like these uh these opinions that's what there are opinions but uh you know it this is the foundation of your team obviously teams are going to be completely different probably next year throughout the season and uh free agency is going to be barren uh, especially throughout the season so this is where Trading, trading for future assets, you know, looking at how old people are, when to pull the trigger to make a move, when to win now, to decide when you're a win now team to a rebuilding team. So this is your foundation, people. Um, and I hope people are enjoying <clears throat> what we're providing. Brad gave a lot more material to show that this isn't your regular old uh, fantasy league. Uh, we're serious about this, and I do have a little surprise for the champions each and every year um i'm going to be doing something um so you want to see what that is just win it all right so without anything else have a good night thanks